acknowledge the existence of the other and whatever element of truth that they're communicating. And there is something there. And I realize that there's something there. And it's in how a capitalist democracy can be turned on its head to become abusive of the idea of private property. So it's not so much about the fact that property shouldn't exist. is that property, in some contexts, is actually antithetical to the idea that we're trying to espouse with private property. And that is how we're going to start the episode. Welcome back to Can We Be Friends? <laughs> uh, I am Gage Morrow. And I'm Mike Massaro. I am not affiliated with the uh, Marxist Party I'm of any sort. I'm not a Marxist sort. either. I'm definitely not a Marxist. <laughs> I'm more I, of a I don't want to jump in on that part. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's okay. We'll put it That'll at the end. Funny. No, I'll keep it at the beginning. Fuck up. <laughs> that too. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Yes, yeah, so back at it again. Yeah, man, it's been a while. It's been a while. What's happened since? What's happened since? Um, see, we had the J and J withdrawing the vaccine. They uh, withdrew it. Now pause it, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought there was something new I missed. No. Um. What else? Oh, Bill and Melinda Gates just broke up today. I saw that. Or I'm working on it. Um. Welcome to the party. You know. I find it funny that Bill Gates like is rumored to have caused this pandemic and has actually fallen victim to like one of the many pitfalls, which was like increased divorce rate. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pandemic. Let's talk about the real pandemic. Broken families. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson can't fix that. Ladies and gentlemen, fatherless families are destroying America. Yes. And we what? need to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped getting addicted to benzodiazepines and I'm here to tell you that your father <laughs> is actually the Christian carpenter. It's actually a dragon that you need to slay. He's the antithesis. What other words do you like you saying? You know the 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 archetype of the father in in traditional literature is something that is something that we really need to consider here when we're talking about <laughs> beating our personal battles. Now I'm turning Jordan into Kermit the Frog. Miss Piggy. <laughs> That's Candace Owens. Yeah. Oh, good lord. And we're off. <laughs> oh shit. I'm gonna shut this window before we keep getting weed whacker sounds. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. I think everyone's letting up on this whole Corona thing now. I've, I've the Fucking general sentiment finally. I I've felt outside is that like people have kind of got it to the fuck it stage. They're like, yeah. if I haven't died by now, then fuck it, you know. Yeah, either that or they're you know they've been waiting for the vaccine and they got it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there are some of those people. Yeah, I got I got COVID, um, and I got over it, and now I can taste and smell again, and. And COVID. be in a small room with Mike. I tested negative, which is strange because I heard that people still get test positive months out. So mm. maybe I had the bitch ass corona. I don't know. <laughs> maybe my antibodies are just that fucking strong. I don't know, man. Or maybe they're that weak and they're just not detected. Gage just has these yoked white blood cells <laughs> tearing shit up inside his circulatory system. Oh, yeah. Fucking crap. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could, um, yeah, it was strange. I mean, I was sick for like a couple days. It felt like a cold. And then uh, the taste thing, I thought was related to my sinuses, but then I was like out of the storm of being sick, you know, like my head was clear and I didn't have any other like physical symptoms. And then I just noticed my taste just wasn't there. It's was such a strange phenomenon. I was talking to Miles about this because he was doing an It's Pizza yep, episode. Yeah. Shout out Miles Mortali <laughs> on It's Pizza on his Instagram or Check Facebook. It out on, yep. It's Every cool. other platform, uh, Domino's uh, homepage, I guess. <laughs> but he did a Domino's episode he did, where he yeah. couldn't taste. But yeah, when I was talking to him, 
it was weird because you can taste the profile of food. Like I know that what I'm eating is salty. <laughs> I know that what I'm eating is bitter or sour, but I can't really pinpoint what the fuck the flavor is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can't discern. It's like very low resolution flavor. So it's funny. I was on the phone with miles when he figured out he couldn't taste actually. Yeah. Like, we were just talking and he was like, I think I lost my sense of taste. And I was like, really? Why? And he goes, I can't taste this chicken at all right now. And he goes, oh, well, like, you know, try something like, you know, like, like you have garlic. Yeah, or and like he goes, an yeah. And it, it actually, the first thing I asked was, do you have tequila? And he goes, because I know he keeps a couple, he doesn't drink, but he keeps a couple bottles of liquor for when there's people over like me yeah. who want to drink. And, and so, uh, so he grabs his tequila and he smells it and he goes, I smell nothing. Whoa, and I was like, oh shit. And then, then he takes a big gulp and he's like, it just tastes like warm water. Like, 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 just he's he 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 still got the warmth in the back yeah. of his throat and everything, but no taste, none That's of weird, the agave ness. And uh, I love how you just got him to go off the wagon to just take, take, take a shot. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, man, it's science. Like, just fucking take a drink. Come on, have another. Are, have another. Friends are for. Yeah, you should go to the liquor store and get some Dubra. It's a deep cut for those of you who know Miles. Um, but yeah, no, and then uh, and then the next thing he did was eat a piece of garlic, like like, a, like just a whole clove yeah. of garlic. So I'm sure it, it just, burned his, the shit out of his throat. Well, no, he just goes, he just goes, it just it tastes a little bit like garlic. <laughs> that dude, that's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's, fucked. It's weird, man. The thing I missed most was chocolate. I remember I had gotten like some Cadbury <laughs> eggs. What? I love how you said that. Like you were living in the depression, and you're just like, you know, the thing I miss most is chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> what they don't tell you. The ration lines were truly uh, no, but chocolate. Like I couldn't smell chocolate. I couldn't taste it. Just I felt I had Cadbury eggs, the like hard shelled Cadbury oh, eggs you get around Easter time, and they were I cheap because Easter had already yep. passed. And I love those to death. Those are my favorite. You know what I mean? Even more than the goo filled ones, which I didn't know. The reason why they're white and orange is to imitate yolk. Like if you're I did crack not an know egg, that. it's like the white and the yolk of the egg. That's, That's why there's wild. a little bit of orange, and then the rest is like the white of the egg. So if oh, you were to crack yeah. it open, it would look like an. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, pro tip: you should put the regular shelled ones in ice cream. It's fucking delicious. Yes, I've done that a bunch That's of times. Really good. Everyone should try that. So I was eating those, and I would like, I just kept eating more and more because I wanted to taste <laughs> them. But it was the most disappointing thing ever because chocolate is like my favorite taste. It's my favorite like candy. I couldn't taste any of it. it really, just, I felt the the richness, and I felt like the sensation of chocolate and like the hard shell and like the chocolate on the inside. Yeah, but none of the taste passed. The through. sensation of chocolate sounds like a really good like romance novel. Oh for, yeah, like for like a really like nineteen fifties like sort of white southern yeah. town. I think you'd like, appreciate the sensation this. sensation of chocolate, like, <laughs> the forbidden temptation. Or the VHS porn that I found in the ebony section of a video <laughs> rental store. <laughs> the sensation of chocolate. Yeah. Oh, shit. I we love how... I love shitting how, gold here, guys. I love how ebony... I, you think ebony is the oldest category of porn, like, by name, linguistically? Oh, by name, linguistically. Isn't it funny there's no category for white? The white porn. I mean, because I feel, yeah. Hegemony, wow. Ra- bro. Racist porn, yeah. Why are we white normalizing? Or what's the, like, heteronorm- heteronormizing? Hetero- uh, Anglo no. centrization. There you go. Yeah. I, I took sociology. I know the terms. Yeah. Well, I learned hegemony because I went oh, to yep. a video production school. But, but yeah. <laughs> Speaking of chocolate, if you ever watch, like, a Dove or just any chocolate commercial that's not directed towards kids... It's almost indefinite, like, it's almost definitely a woman, like, looking like she has a vibrator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instantly, my thought when you said that was not for kids 
was just like, oh yeah, I mean, all it is is selling sex to like to like disgruntled women, basically. It's just like, are you unsatisfied? Are your kids driving you fucking crazy and you can't get a moment to yourself? Indulge in the sweet temptation. Yeah, it's like, dude, what are Dove you doing? Magnum you know, chocolate. You, yeah, man. Like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Dude, they got the corner on Housewives and Tubs because Doves makes the soap. Yep. And they make yep. the chocolate. They're like, yeah. we got you, Stephanie. We yeah. got you. Grab your favorite Pinot and settle in. Yeah. Get Dove your... probably also makes lube if you really. And they're also. Dove is the, but you know what? Here's the thing. Are they Johnson? They got to be Johnson. No, no, no. So here's what I love about marketing campaigns and like, especially these newer campaigns, right? Dove has had these like body positive uh, campaigns where they like, here's women of like, here's the uglies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? Being like, hey, do you want to see a fat woman parade around on television in her underwear and pretend that it's hot? And she knows her truth and that's beautiful. But I'm I'm glad she's confident enough to be on television. Yeah, and get paid tens of thousands of dollars probably. I wouldn't go on TV in my underwear. I have a gross body. I would. Like, I would watch you on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Yeah, I don't know what kind of, but here's my point, right? You guys all hear him objectify me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm trapped him in this room. One sec. Can you tell me more about that? (laughs) Uh, Am I getting a gig out of this? Um, You will get stage time right here. Okay, I'll suck suck your dick. All right, guys, this is a different kind of video. (laughs) The Temptation of Chocolate. Take one. (laughs) No one even uses clapboards anymore. Actually, I got a clapboard at home. But no, here's my point, though. Dove has these body positive commercials for their shampoo and their like skincare products, and they're also distributed by Unilever, which makes Axe body products. They are the Unilever is one of like the biggest corporations in the world. Yeah, like, they Unileverage our capitalistic oh. tendencies to fucking oppress third world countries, probably. But Not my point out. being is, it's like how. Obviously, advertising is all false and it's all bullshit anyways because it's like – but just don't pretend to care, Dove, when you're being funded by the same people who make commercials that say if you spritz this garbage toxin on your body, women, women will literally fuck you in public. Yeah. Have you ever seen old <laughs> yeah. like Axe commercials? Those Axe commercials, it's like this guy sprayed himself once and these women were like just catapulting pussy from another zip code <laughs> just to hit him. Do you want to smell like a chocolate taint? Yeah. You should use Axe body spray. Remember those, those chocolate, the Axe chocolate commercials yeah. where it turned him into the chocolate boy? Gross. Yeah. Fucking, First of all, is like, that blackface? The only thing that I've... Interesting. Canceled. Axe is canceled. Done. We're coming for... Axe is getting the Axe. Uh, <laughs> I want to see... You know what I would love to see? You know how Gillette is like the best the man can get and like during the whole like the swing of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. they're like... They're like uh, guys at the barbecue mansplaining, or yeah. like the, he's like, "Whoa, man, don't approach her, don't cat talk." Yeah. I want to see Axe do a full one eighty feminist. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have a new, they have a new uh, scent called Toxic, and it, they just use that to like donate, to, yeah. like to donate to like some fucking woke ass fund. But they're like. They're like, let's take time to talk about how you can spray away the toxic masculinity. You don't think women are sick of your disgusting dick smell? (laughs) Start spraying yourself with toxic. This new lavender-scented body spray from Axe for feminism. But even though, like, the woke commercials, the, like, virtue signaling commercials have nothing to do with their products. Oh, Like, Gillette, they're not. all just standing around a barbecue or whatever, and then it shows a close-up of a guy shaving, and they're like, but a razor is going to solve sexism right. and the patriarchy. Like, what the f- Who? Or like, Shut up. Or like, like, you, what are you talking or, or, about? Or, or, or like when there's a Nike commercial and you just have a bunch of guys running, and then all of a sudden, 
It just cuts to the Nike logo. It's like, just do it. And it just becomes a rainbow. And you're just like, why? Like, like, it's like, you are literally just like fucking, it's like, hey, gay people, buy my shoes. Dude. I put your symbol on my commercial. Isn't that cool? I paid $10 million so you could look at this symbol and say, wow, Nike gives a shit if I buy their shoes. I'm going to go buy Nikes. Yeah, meanwhile, you're, you're, they're made in a country that where they would intern homosexual people for being, like, literally against yeah. the state. Yeah. But it's also, like, um, Jeff DeCaro showed me a fucking Sprite commercial for, like, Pride <laughs> Month. And it was just, like, this Uber driver taking this, like, gay couple to, like, a Pride in, like, Boston or whatever. Like, a Pride parade. And then they had a Sprite with them, I guess. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, I, <laughs> and, and the Uber drivers just like two men, hmm. And then they just each open their sprite and yeah. dump it on him, and it's they're like, "Fuck you, like... homophobe!" <laughs> and then he's like, "You ruined my car. Like yeah. this is my life savings. Like this I is came, how I make a living." I came here from Myanmar with eight dollars <laughs> and a pair of Nikes that I stole from the factory that I work in. But I'm gay. Yeah, so I, I'm gay. Like, I don't even have anything against gay people. <laughs> I just hate that you're a bunch of yuppies. Yeah, <laughs> I just hate that you have more money than I do. I just hate that you do MDMA and you still have a fucking trust fund <laughs> like i have to drive uber you fuck dude i like i have never i'm sure i have and they just haven't talked about it but like i don't really know any trust fund kids they're like i know people I know who one. are very wealthy but but i don't know anyone who's like that wealthy that they're like oh yeah this is my trust fund yeah like it's like like i i've never encountered that and and I've, the more i talk to people the more i know people who know those people yeah it's like i know one person with a trust people. fund i do know a couple that's but they never like to bring it up or they well, like, get like upset when you bring it up too yeah. but not in a point where it's like yeah. don't blow up my spot but it's more like they're embarrassed yeah like because, you but know, they're also a hard-working person which is like what i admire which is why i don't think of them as like a trust fund kid but i know that they do have one it's funny that like i'm less embarrassed of like you're fine of like Having, a, like, you know, in college, I used to fucking dig through our couch cushions in every apartment I lived in to scrounge up quarters to buy loose cigarettes, like, yeah. so I could smoke for a week. And, like, I'm not even at all embarrassed about that, and yet there are no. people with, like, millions and millions of dollars who are too ashamed to, like, you know, just be like, yeah, my parents are fucking wealthy, and, like, they gave me all this money. Because, you know what I mean? Like, for most people, like, if your parents had that much money... Like, I know if my parents had that much money, they would do the same thing for me. And, like, I don't hold anyone against that, but I also don't, like, let – I don't. I wouldn't hold that against anybody. Yeah, you know I just want I mean? parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want, <laughs> <laughs> I want parents in the same house. Yeah. I wish we were poor and, like, my family was still together. And I mean, at I'm least you would poor, bond over something. No, yeah. I know, but you are. But No, but <laughs> – I mean, it, it, relatively no, no, speaking. No, yeah. yeah. I, well – Dude, I mean, we're, 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 my, my, with my wage, family was upper middle class. With wage stagnation, like, like where are you, where do you sit now? You know, you have to kind of look I mean, at like me, me personally. I'm hovering above the poverty yeah, line. Yeah, we're crawling like, through the okay. poverty line. Yeah. yeah, I'm living with my sister now, rent free. So it's like I can just barely squeak above. Plus, like most That's of my nice. most all of my money goes to paying off debt. So my net worth yeah, is in the negative. Yeah, so oh, mine too. Yeah, my, my net worth. Oh, Jesus, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm below the poverty line. My net yeah. worth is negative. Yep. I don't know how the what, – what? How am I still paying taxes? Fuck this. <laughs> what, what, like, so like, literally, how, how are also, we still paying taxes? The only debt that I'm paying, by the way, is to the federal government. Yeah, for, for real. For real. <laughs> to, to the federal government for, for, for the fucking shitty guidance counselors that told us we had to go to college. <sighs> Dude, Fuck I just this. I just realized Fuck this. I'm I not paying my debt anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> not paying it. Nelnet, you can suck my cock. I'm done. I'm done. Nelnet. Nelnet. I do Naviant. 
is the shitty pseudo fake corporation that yeah. it's like a government sponsored fucking Chilean oil company <laughs> that that fucking owns my student debt. Oh, it, it's like if, if I were to what is it Nelnet? If I were to search Nelnet, it would be like also searched Enron. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. It's like, hey, are you interested in pyramid schemes? Check out Bernie Madoff. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? It's funny. I was just listening to an interview with Jordan Belfort, the guy from. <laughs> The guy from, mm-hmm. you know, The Wolf of Wall Street. And they were talking about the fame of the book that he wrote, which, by the way, was edited by Chong in prison. He was cellmates by with Tommy Ju- Chong? Yes. Tommy Chong was the one who convinced Jordan Belfort to write a book. Cause I haven't read the book. Jordan but... Belfort kept ta- talking to him about yeah. it. And Tommy Chong helped him with the redrafts. This is what and, I'm trying to do with that friend. Yeah. And they shared a cell in prison. Because remember, Tommy Chong took the dive for his son yes. for the yes. bong situation, Dude, which is the stupidest shit ever. But anyways, in California, right? Yeah. No less. But he convinced him to write the book and helped him edit it in prison, and then it sold basically right as Jordan Belfort stepped out of prison. Like Scorsese bought it up, and since they couldn't see each other because they're former cons, yeah, and it would violate their probation, he like did a drive by. Jordan was like, That's "It's awesome. sold. It's awesome. Like, thanks so much. Thanks a million, bud." But Jordan Belfort was talking on this podcast, and he's like. Because this was around the time of the GME short squeeze and, like, Robin Hood being in bed with – Jimmy, sorry, is no, GameStop. No, 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 no. I wasn't confused about that. I just – sorry. I don't mean to go back, but I want to highlight something you said. They're both former cons, so they can't talk to each other? Well, I think because they were on probation. So it would violate your parole to, to like – speak to someone else who's a convict. Yeah, I think – or associate with them. It could look bad. This is why Rico is such like a bullshit thing. Yeah, but it's also why recidivism is so high because it's like if you make it part of parole not to associate with convicts and you come from a neighborhood of all convicts, then it's like, all right, so I can't work. I have no network anymore. (laughs) And and, and like, and like, who do you think? Like, all right, addicts. How do addicts recover? Support groups with other fucking addicts. I'm sure there might be some deviant, marginalized behavior, criminality, drug abuse. This is another sociology thing that I learned. Uh Like all of these, like. You know, like, marginal sort of, like, out of the realm of normalcy, out of social norms, behaviors. Like, this is a part a part of recovery is, like, other people talking with you about how to get back into shit properly. You might – that might be an exception, I'm sure. Because that seems too wild of a, like, entrapment. They're like, oh, you're trying to get help? Fuck you, back to prison, bitch. Like, I don't th- – I don't know. But I, that's at least what I heard from the story, but – um, yeah, I, I guess I should say it doesn't just have to be institutional support. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, like, 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 like you're talking about community support. Like yeah. The people you know are ex-cons too sometimes. Like, Yeah. But my point about the sorry, Jordan Belfort yeah. thing is when he was interviewing, he said like everyone is like ragging on me for being this like super scummy dude. He's like, I just ripped off rich people. <laughs> He's like, the United yeah. States government does so much worse to much – Poor more people. vulnerable people and he was talking he's like yeah i mean i was a scammer i got away with stealing from the rich you know but isn't that what we're like celebrating now with this whole gamestop thing like what they were doing with gamestop yeah. is basically in the vein of what i it's was doing thing. which is just it's like using the stock market yeah, as a weapon like, it's pumping it up yeah yeah which is i think it's great especially because like like you said like they fuck over so many normal people just by the normal ways of doing business because the normal ways of doing business are geared towards making an environment in which making more and more and more money is is the goal for everybody. Yeah. But, but the problem is, is that the way they go about this more and more and more is it's regulations and rules of game theory that are written by – not game theory but, but like of this game. Like yeah. Not, yeah. Not like the, the – yeah, whatever. Um, the, those rules are written by insiders. Oh, uh, for sure. Who have who have accrued most of the wealth already and are trying to cement 
that control. I mean, that's the reason that, you know, like, like, like you're the interrelationship between like, you know, the pharmaceutical companies and the government and, uh, and, you know, like, uh, the oil industry and the government and the fucking, and, and, uh, and the weapons manufacturers and the government is so tight is because they use government policy, which is written by people who they make contributions to and guarantee jobs and spots on boards yep. and all these other, you know, status trading and wealth trading activities that go on. Like it's no different than how in the 1980s and 90s you had narco states in Colombia and Mexico that the U.S. government vociferously pursued because those narco states were corrupt. You know, it was this corrupt relationship between the narcotics cartels and the governments where the narcotics cartels were buying governments influence to basically look the other way on on this, on you know, like them moving their products. But it's no different just because our companies ship fucking Charmin instead of cocaine d- doesn't mean that the relationship is any less toxic. Okay. Yeah. Like, and, and what happens is you internationally speaking, you know, we'll loan money to Latin American countries, like just tons of money. And then when they can't pay it, what do we go? We do. And we take over nationalized industries and we privatize them under American companies. That's and, bananas. and, and we end up like with basically, you know, a world global empire of industry. It's not a global empire of like actual control. Cause we don't really control the governments of those countries, but our, but you know, the dole fruit company fucking controlled most of central America forever. Like, yeah. And that's and how still we got maintains, Hawaii. Still maintains a fuck ton of influence in those places. Like, and it's the same. We literally with, got another state just yeah. to sell pineapples. Yeah. And it's the same with the oil <laughs> companies. Like, like, who do you think played a massive role in the fact that when we occupied Afghanistan, the first resource we secured we're was still after po- occupying poppy. Afghanistan. You know, because of poppy. That's why we're still occupying Afghanistan. Those poppy fields are the one thing that, that we sense. guard. Why do you think we had an opioid crisis? Thanks a lot. Fucking Pfizer Damn. and Johnson and Johnson and all these goddamn companies that you're all sucking cock for. Don't forget Bear, the inventor yeah. of heroin. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. That, that made this va- made this these vaccines are the same people that are responsible for Purdue. the opioid epidemic and 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 the relationship between the government and their lobbyists for their far- for their industry that that drove the the occupation of of a sovereign country for over two decades we've been in afghanistan for over 20 years but mike if we leave the women will never get rights yeah don't you understand we've been there for 20 years and the women we're just on the we're, 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 we're this so close. close we're so close we're so close women can almost vote benazir budo so close <laughs> Dude, this, if, if we stay another hey get five more years Dude, like, at this point, we're be- it's like the the military industrial complex is begging the public interest, like like fucking like a junkie. Like, Dude, yeah. I should, come on, just come on, five more years, please, five more years. Please, it's an insurgency. You have to understand, it's an insurgency. It's not like a normal war. Yeah. It's not your normal wars, right? This is a failed yeah. war for two decades that we can continue to fail yeah. because we fail up. That's why we're you know in the how United all States your government. nephews and brothers and cousins keep dying over there. It's, don't fucking worry about it. You know how good this fucking poppy is, man. Yeah. This poppy's for this oil. The prices. Oh, dude, you can't. You hey, you know how a father and a son fought in the same war? It's justified. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine, It's a multi-generational dude, it's conflict. One generation. We're all in this together. You yeah. know, this is the only uniting thing between the boomers and the millennials is that we all fought in Afghanistan. Yep. And like, we can all get together and take over this country for their resources. Yeah. Because that's what we fucking And Grandpa's do. pension fund is swimming around in a market being, you know, 
invested in foreign in, in, you know for, yeah. foreign pools of money that subsidize cameras or that, well, that well, thing, it's not a pension fund anymore it's a 401 no but i'm saying now. but the boomers it's, who do have their pension yeah. funds those pension <clears throat> funds boomed during you know investment in foreign markets and such things like camera companies that supply the cameras that go over the uyghur muslim internment camps literally yeah and now it's like yep. oh but it's just you know honeywell or it's just yeah. you know whatever it's it's just yeah. these great ai you know it's just these great AI cameras just that can pick chemical. out a Uyghur in the in yeah. the Wuhan Square, yeah. you know, and so we can put them yeah. into an internment. And that camp. goes so far back. It's just Dow Chemical. It's not Napalm. It's it's Dow Chemical. Yeah, we make you Downy. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, <laughs> we make your favorite laundry detergent. Look at this snuggly bear. Think of I, all the melted Vietnamese people that this little bear funded. <laughs> <laughs> smells like pho. <laughs> <laughs> smells like pho. Someone. Is that Korean barbecue? That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dude, we we just destroy other countries for enrichment for our businesses. And, like, everyone's just kind of cool because the Dow goes up and, and your 401k takes a jump. But, 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 like, you know what it used to be? Was you had a pension that you fucking paid into and that, and that went to invest – in real goddamn American companies that made shit that yep. th- that they, they like in, in the same way an artisan we call it small business now in the same way a fucking you know like like Ford Motor Company used to just be a fucking company that made cars in America with fucking materials that they got from America that they fucking hired people from America to make and that's why when you have a tax system that maybe like you know gives them a little kickback like it's actually making everybody better. Like yeah. this is our car company. Like like we all sort of pay into this. We we pay into the the roads. I hate that fucking concept of like you know. But if we're gonna be all in this together in this stupid fucking federally organized governmental system, then we might as well fucking do it properly. And but the problem is we don't is because we build we then like we've become so whored out to to, to these people's fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders the fact that their only goal in life isn't to produce a product and make money doing it like anybody else like we want to do our craft of comedy and make a living doing it yeah. so we can just do what we love that that's why most people get into what they're doing like these people it completely eschewed that and said, I'm going to make this Faustian bargain and sell off this part of myself that I know is sort of angling towards finding more truth in my life and in my existence. And I'm going to pursue the dollar like a carrot hanging in front of me. And I'm going to try to make as many of those dollars as I can in the time that I have. Cause that's all that matters. Cause, cause that's the American ethos at a certain point. Once the banking system and the governmental system and industry become sort of tied up in the early 19 teens and, and what you have then is like is this fucking pointless pursuit of of wealth and 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 the status that comes with wealth for, that that then gets tied in with with the government's ability to to plan and regulate behavior and and you know that starts on a domestic scale where we you know we stop bandits from fucking robbing trucks on the side of the road so that people can do business where we pave the roads so that people's trucks aren't breaking down all the time. That's sort of positive. We have a fire department so that people's businesses and homes aren't burning down. That's good. But then when it gets so, when we get, when those politicians get so attached to the kickbacks and the corporate board positions and the power and the status and the wealth that comes along with doing favors for their friends and business, then you get to a point where, Oh, well like, yeah, why don't we just open this up to China? Because my buddy at this factory says that he can 
open up a factory over in Shenzhen and produce the same thing for a fraction of the cost. And that's going to make all these investors super happy. And then not only are they going to, then they're going to give me a big kickback and they're going to fund our campaign for the next thing. So I think we should go with this. And, you know, Pfizer wants approval on this new drug. I got a buddy in the FDA who is going to help me clear the, the hurdles here so we can get through this. Like, this is how the system works. Yeah. This is how it actively. It's the sticky wheel yeah. shit. John Oliver pointed out. There's plenty out, of grease to go around and yeah. there's a lot of sticky oh, wheels who yeah. love it. Yeah, dude, because cause it's but so easy to the cart is like buy. being pulled in every direction. Yeah. Like, the wheels aren't yeah. working as a functional and, vehicle. They're just all pulling in their own yeah. separate interest and stagnating the yep. middle. Like, we should be going somewhere, but we haven't gone anywhere. And the reason is, is because the right and the left play this game and it's designed to sort of be that way like the, we designed a system where you know monumental change can't happen overnight and that's generally speaking a good thing like a republic is a stable form of government what the problem was was that at some point it's 605 by the way okay let's give this five more minutes right. and finish this up at some point people realized that like we can sort of tweak the way this operates in a way that really benefits us and by tying central banking like we, we've talked about this before with, with like you know your, your sort of amendments in the 19 teens by tying central banking and, and an income tax in you make you force everybody to buy into the system and then you enclose the common land like you know Jefferson bought Louisiana so people could homestead farm a fucking territory like so if you don't have money you can go out there and just like claim a small patch of land for well, you and your wife and your shitty you go kids. out there and take the arrows for us and then we'll yes, send in the ex- cavalry <laughs> exactly sort of yeah. that's a little good but, that's a pretty good but, bargain but it is a good bargain it is because at the end of the day it's like you can assume this risk and you can and you can occupy this but the, the thing about like land imagine they had a mask mandate back then what if they're like yeah sorry um we you can't go out in homestead because covid's spreading so yeah. we're gonna need you to just hunker down for a bit we've had an outbreak of smallpox in yeah the we're gonna have to yeah, we're gonna. Don't worry. We're, they wanted shit to hi, spread. I'm back I'm a then. contact tracer from the colonial government <laughs> by Pony Express. Have you been in contact with any blanket shipments recently? <laughs> oh, <it's> so, <laughs> <laughs> so fucked. Oh shit, that's so fucked. No, up. but but like what ends up happening, and I just want to finish this last point so Please. I can tie this back together. What ends up happening is you get this fucking like 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 so you know that private property is good, but then it's sort of like. It's they they get to a point where the territorial government's like, oh, we can carve this up and give this to this mining company. Like John Jacob Astor from New York, this guy's got a bunch of money. He wants to do a fur trapping thing. So if we give him exclusive rights to this land, we'll just draft up a deed, have it notarized, and all that's his. And it's piece by piece over time that started to just get sold off by the government to just different private industries that were like, hey, we can make you a bunch of tax revenue. Hey, we could do this. Hey, we could do that. We could develop this into this. That'll draw people here, and that'll stabilize the region and the economy. And the government's like, yeah. Fucking good. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And those people got richer doing it. And the people who had the businesses got really richer doing it. Because the land is the most valuable thing that exists ever is land. It's the only thing that doesn't decrease. And, you know, before the government, like in the state of nature, private properties which you can defend or which you're willing to pay to defend. Like, after the government, you have a massive bureaucracy at the federal level at this point that exists to, to divide up and, and sort of categorize properties. And that's why you don't have commons anymore. That's why, like, the enclosure of the commons that happened in England, that happened here, too. It's just we're, we're too close to it to sort of realize that it's happened. You know, the fact that all of our open spaces, state parks, where we're only allowed from sunrise to sunset, and you have to get a permit to camp in and a permit to burn in, and you can't fucking grow food there. God forbid if you're homeless and you want to go fucking set up a little shack that you make out of sticks. And you can't do that because that would 
what, what, we're going to arrest you and put you in prison. You can stay in the prison. That's okay. We, we've designated that for this. Yeah, and if you are going to, then there is – we opened up a, a, a program, but you have to send all of your tomatoes through the FDA to make sure that yep. they're consumable, yeah. and then we'll send them back to you dehydrated, and then you can eat them in powdered form like the government <laughs> – like God ordained yeah. it to be. Otherwise, we'll pour bleach on it and destroy it so nobody can eat <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to make a burn pit in the middle yeah. of Spokane, Washington to make Dude. sure that no homeless people can live off the land. But that re- that relationship makes efficiency of the dollar the only benchmark for determining governmental success. And when that happens, you lose everything. I, I mean, at that point, you've traded away the, the idea of protecting the individual's right to be a human being on the land and like living – to you have to buy into this economic system so that these businesses can succeed because those are our constituents because you know and this I, I mentioned this before but I didn't get to it but this is the linchpin like John Oliver did this research on his show and he deserves like a lot of credit for that I think and I don't know that he's the only one that's ever done it but he certainly popularized it the most and that was that and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of his by the way either because he's a foreign guy meddling in American exactly, affairs exactly because he's a disgusting, family business bro he's a disgusting limey and he needs to stay the fuck out of our country no jealous ex <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally in reality he he pointed out that you know American politicians especially you know mostly those affiliated with the two major political parties because that's how power has been centralized have spent like 70% of their time making campaign calls the oh, entire yeah. the entirety of the thing is fundraising for the parties yeah. and just for their to stay own elections. They're like, but, I'm in. Now I gotta ask for more money to stay in. in. Dude, exactly. those, those are the most when, the, especially when I hear politicians like bang, uh, like ragging on welfare and shit. That's all you do all day. You are you a welfare subsist, queen. You're you the welfare queen. Off of like begged yeah. money. Even worse is not even Nancy like, Reagan was the ultimate welfare queen. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's even worse than that. It's not even like a system of money given to you because you're ordained to be incapable of work or that you're falling on hard times. It's even worse. It's your beggars. Yeah, yeah. You're beggars on the street, yeah. but you wear a three piece suit. No, and you're not no. asking for spare change. You're asking for lobbyist back end back end handouts. They're not beggars. They're bandits. Oh yeah, well, they, they, they're demanding it. Or they put you in a cage, and if you resist going in the cage, guess what? They kill you. Yeah, that's that was my biggest complaint about police as it is today, is the 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 racial issue is certainly an issue, but it is a surface issue to obfuscate the bigger point, which is that the police have been mobilized to st- steal from the American people little by little. Yes, so that. They can fund the government. They're the militant revenue branch of the United States government. Literally. They, and they, they are re- civil forfeiture, revenue collectors. Traffic tickets, parking – like all of this bureaucratic yep. – there's a fee to pay for the fine that I have to pay and it's all working with the DMV and registrations yep. and recurring registrations and, and then, people's lapse in judgment because they're working three jobs and they forgot what year they registered their car. Yeah. Like and, I, I work with – I have a coworker who's had his license suspended for the last four years and didn't know about it. And he had to pay a total of $1,000 to clear this all up through different agencies. And and, and then if he doesn't, he gets another fine and another fine and it exponentially grows. And when you fucking – when you set up a system like that where where your enforcers are just revenue collectors with badges and authority, all you're doing – it is literally just a race to the fucking bottom. Like, like you're not creating any any sort of security or trust or safety or community. You're you're degrading that entirely. Yeah. And – 
and and what the fuck do you expect like like when people don't support your your efforts like i mean and and then not to mention the fact that you give them with civil asset forfeiture the ability to keep some of this fucking cash money and then spend it on military surplus equipment it's the most disgusting thing ever because so, you're, so this you're thing is like dress up people and especially it's like okay i smell i i smell i sell you like a fucking I sell you a pound of weed and that might be, you know, justifiable. And they're like, well, this guy's got a whole empire. This guy's got a whole operation going, but maybe I just know a guy with a grow house and I thought I'd make a little cash on the side. I sell you a pound. Now, all of a sudden, all of my assets that I've worked hard to accumulate that might not have been acquired through drugs, but they see it as, well, he can sell this off in the time that it's going to yep. take to adjudicate, you know, so we're going to have to seize his assets. The yeah. seizing of assets, save that for the rich fucks who are buying islands to yeah. escape, you know, Literally, federal jurisdiction. Yeah. People who have to pay billions of dollars in fines for robbing the American people instead of nickel and diming me and taking my house away. It's bullshit. And turning it into like a surveillance squat spot, you know, that now you have my house to use as like yeah. a, a sting operation or whatever. You know what? Because the poor people aren't going to the policeman's ball and donating $700,000 so, so, so that Sheriff Johnson can have a shiny new badge. Yeah. Like, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we do. We gotta but that's why I'm mic. moving to Texas. 97% of its surface area is privately owned. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, it's better than Nevada, which is like mostly nuclear test sites and alien hubs. Yeah, alien operations, <laughs> basically. All right, we might be continuing on part two, depending on... Maybe, we may not be, depending on time. I think we should. Yeah. Let's do it. This is a fun conversation. See you. We're gonna, just going to be a cut, and then it's going to be dark. And then we'll see you then. Love and you all. And bada boom.